Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029. We also have Shiler from B1029, and we are recapping some of the big entertainment news and gossip from the week of April 10th, 2023. So lately, I feel like we've been starting out with some like relationship updates. I don't know if it's just the season of love, but there is always every week some some new relationship news. So let's kick it off with one that I I know for me, I was like, oh, I completely forgot these two were even dating. And then just to realize that, I mean, they're they're so young, but I mean, they look happy. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But Millie Bobby Brown and John Bon Jovi's son, Jake, uh, Jake were uh, engaged, or at least unconfirmed confirmed so what happened was millie shared a post on instagram where she's embracing uh jake and she says quote i loved you three summers now honey i want them all but you can see that there is a nice shiny ring on that finger which again everyone wants to believe that hey these two are engaged now there's been some talk about wow they're so young because millie's 18 jake is 20 she's 19 now Oh, 19. Okay. So 19, 20. I mean, but look, young. Is that maybe young, very young. young? Very young. Yeah. Is it unheard of? No. I mean, it's people tend sometimes to get married young. Well, but and I, also, like, they're the children, like, of Hollywood. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're yeah. they kids, kids in Hollywood, young actors children of of famous people all of them have to mature and grow up at a wildly different rate than oh yeah i guess like us normal folk (laughs) so i feel like this isn't completely like bad no and so but here's the thing i was like these two they're not like the always in the 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 spotlight they you know when when they have to make the red carpet appearance they make the red carpet appearance but they're not constantly in your face like some celebrities are with exactly or something going on so i mean they they do a really good job i feel of balancing out their 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 private life and their public life um but you know what look they they've been dating for three years they've been together for three years and so for for this to kind of just, you know, show up and she's got that ring on that finger. It's like, oh, you know what? It's sweet. You know, it's young again. But you know what? Like you said, in Hollywood and being young, young kids, young actors, they do have to kind of grow up a little faster than, say, you and I had to during that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, do I do I want my 19-year-old self, or if I had a child, do I want, like, my 19, 20-year-old child or self to make that kind of commitment at that age? Absolutely not. But, you know, I can't speculate for for them. I mean... No, uh-uh. I mean, I can't, and I will, but I think that... <laughs> <laughs> I think they're good kids. I mean, it's like you said, they've they've done a really great job of... Like, when we when I saw the picture on Instagram, I was like, I completely forgot that they were a thing. It's like they're not MGK and Megan Fox who are shoving their relationship in in extremely problematic ways all over the internet. Like they've been like super chill. So I mean, that's, I kind of love that for them. Yeah. So, you know, congrats to those two, uh, officially, unofficially, but, you know, we'll see. I also keep. Sorry. I also think that people, people want to protect Millie in a weird way because we've seen her grow yeah. up. It's like we, we've we seen so many child stars get absolutely wrecked by fame. And sometimes they make a comeback and sometimes they're able to to maintain control of their lives. And other times it it's 
irreversible damage. So I think that's, I think the people are like weirdly protective over her because she just skyrocketed to superstardom so quickly and so young. So I think people are just trying to be like, okay, hang on now. Like, let me be your big sister. It's like, she's, she's fine. She's got her manager. She's got her family. (laughs) Like she's, she's she's taken care of. Yeah. And she's an adult. Yeah, she's a young exactly. adult, but she's an adult. Right. And you know what? They're going to learn like everybody and poor else Jake. does. Nobody cares about Jake. <laughs> Everyone's like, so no, he's too young. Son. We don't he's care. like, I'm 20. He's like, I'm yeah. only a year or two older than her. Leave me alone. Like, what, what's so wrong with me? Nobody wants to protect me. <laughs> yeah. Poor, oh, poor Jake. Poor Jake. But you know what? They're happy, and that's the main thing. So as long as they remain happy, congratulations to them both. Of course. So when I saw this also on Instagram, another another relationship confirmed, my wife and I enjoy Yellowstone. And what's and it's always funny when you see two actors, you know, like the, you, they, they're, they're supposed to be in a relationship and you just notice that the chemistry is really there. And you almost like when you're watching, like, you know, they would be a great couple in person. Like you've seen it in movies. You've seen it on TV shows when the actor and actress have a really good chemistry and you just like, man, I, I bet they would be cool if they are actually like a couple in real life. Or you speculate. Well, yeah, you know, it's actually the case for this Yellowstone couple. So Hassie Harrison, who plays Laramie on the show, and Ryan Bingham, who plays Walker in the show. Currently, the storyline is they're in a relationship. Well, <laughs> they confirm their off-screen relationship via Instagram by uh, sharing a kiss in front of looks like a brush fire. Oh well. <laughs> You know, in Yellowstone. Yeah, you know what? Why not? Um, they're so, committed yeah. to the bit. Yeah, you're committed. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, they're they're both wearing like camo jackets. They both have hats on. Uh, they're in front of a like a brush fire somewhere. So, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, the, what's interesting though is that so for those of you that that watch the show, you know that when Laramie first got introduced, she was kind of messing around with this older guy and then she starts to kind of work her way toward Walker and then Walker and the other guy, because they live in the same bunkhouse as they call it. They're both cowboys on the ranch. Uh, there's some jealousy there because Laramie's now starting to, you know, mess around with Walker and they actually become a thing and he's jealous and they kind of fight, but they, you know, guys being guys get over it. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, then you realize, Oh, well I could see maybe why they decided to write that in this show. Because they're actually in a relationship. It's like, well, I mean, if they have a really cool off-screen chemistry, let's just keep that chemistry going on screen. Although it will be very awkward as if these two, not to say it's going to happen, but if they do break up, then it's like, oh, we better write this off the show. Oh, I've always thought that. It's like, you know, you have to, there's such like a a level of professionalism that I just could not do. Like, I'm not, I'm not equipped for that. Like if, if I'm in a relationship with a, I thought that's why I'm like, "Mm, I don't know, like coworkers, that's, it, it has, it has the potential to be problematic. But I think, I think particularly when you're actors, because it's not only between you, your coworkers, it's with you and the whole world. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah. They're literally watching your relationship unfold via your characters on screen. Right. Which I know you're different than your characters, but we don't really separate the two at times. No, you, you they do it so well that you just get yeah. into it. I mean, that's what they want you to do. Like Kit Harrington and uh, is it Rose Leslie? 
Yes, on, on from, from Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Right. Yeah. Oh, they had the best chemistry. So when they got together, oh. it was like, yes, this made sense. Yes, exactly. I mean, and and because she was just, and if you didn't watch the, if you didn't watch Game of Thrones, first of all, you're missing out. Yes. Uh, but B, I mean, just the way she would take jabs at Kit Harrington's character on the show, Jon Snow. Oh, they played like, so. Oh, you were like, God, I hope that's how you two are at home. Like, it's I just hope she up. takes random jabs and Kit Harrington almost be like, what are you doing? No. You know, just yes. <laughs> his character, Jon Snow, was kind of naive and, and very serious. While she and was she's really a wildling. Playful. Oh, yeah, she's a wildling and, you know, so saying if you haven't whatever seen, she wanted to say. Yeah, if you haven't seen Game of Thrones, a wildling is kind of like, um, oh, I would say, like, oh, oh, Viking-esque. Yes. Right? Yeah. Very outdoorsy, very very um capable people yes they, i mean it's it's almost um like aboriginal like indigenous people yes you know yeah and she's and it, just i mean she's not one of your hoity-toity girls that's sitting up oh, in no. some castle getting weighted on hand and foot she's getting stuff done herself and i yeah. loved her character oh i did too especially when she would basically just you know say what she needed to say in front of men she was so snarky she, she did not take any crap from anybody Oh, she was great. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. And so you're, you're just kind of hoping like, you know, off screen, man, I hope you two are like that in real life. Oh, yeah. I hope she always like makes him blush just because of oh, her sharp tongue. <laughs> oh, yeah, her sharp tongue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Coachella was over the weekend. Uh, at least this was the first weekend of Coachella over the weekend. Um, I think what this coming weekend is the, is part two it's, of Coachella. Yeah. And uh you said there was a surprise i missed this you said there was a surprise surprise performance so coachella normally does do this um they they usually wait until like the week of and then they've got a surprise headliner or a surprise feature um and my little emo heart was 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 fixed so when i was in middle school and i read online that blink 182 was breaking up I wrote about it in our school paper because I loved Blink-182 so much. Like, this was, I was, I went into mourning. I was devastated that they reunited and played their first show in 10 years at Coachella this weekend, or this past weekend. So cool. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. And they live-streamed it on their YouTube. Uh, they did YouTube Live for, yeah. for their performance. It was super, super cool. Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't catch that until you said it. Um, I'm going to have to go watch it now. But um, yeah, that is so cool when bands get together like that, just out of nowhere. And I mean, gosh, 10 years. I wish I could go back and tell sobbing Shiler in the computer in lab years, at you the middle be, school. You rejoice. <laughs> like you, you might be crying now, but just wait. Just, just wait. They're going to get back together and they're going to play Coachella because I probably would have had something snarky to say to myself. I'm like, shut up. You don't get it. It's not a phase, mom. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> I was so obnoxious. I'm sorry. <laughs> but also at Coachella, uh, there was also another reunion of sorts. Oh. TMZ got not only photos, but a clip of Sean <gasps> Mendez and Camila Cabello. Shut together. up. Yes. Yeah, so okay. Now this is where this is where it gets confusing. So according to eyewitnesses and some photos that TMZ got. There's photos of Sean and 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 Camila kissing. 
You see them embracing, they're flirting, you know, they're in the crowd. But then there's a clip where you see Sean and Camila dancing. And at one point she's kind of grinding on him, but then he kind of like pushes her away. Oh yeah. And so according to TMZ an eyewitness said that, you know, after he had kind of pushed her away, which maybe was playful. I mean, it's hard to tell by the clip, but he then allegedly walked away and then she seemingly went after him. So I don't know if it was, I mean, that is so, we have so a many thing or if it's just like, oh no, I don't know. We can't do this back away. Like he just had like a moment of, of like conscience kick in. I don't know. Yeah. Is he still dating old girl? We've had rumors that he's been dating like three people. Yeah. I mean, he's been allegedly dating his uh, chiropractor. He's chiropractor, that's right. Uh, allegedly been seen out with, uh, I think it was Sabrina Carpenter not that long ago. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and I thought Camila Cabello, too, was also hanging she out with somebody. She wiped up? Oh, well. I mean, I could be wrong on that one. The thing is, they, they, this is probably another ploy for attention. Because you, if you're going to, if you're, yeah, if you're, if you've got like a little thing going on on the side with your ex or, you know, you're like, you know what I mean? Like you don't do it at Coachella unless you want people to see and know about it. Right. So page six has an insider that says they're not back together. The insider says, quote, Sean and Camila remain friends with a lot of love and history between them, but they aren't dating again. I'm sorry. If I'm if I'm hanging out with my ex and we're doing that, that to me is not really saying, oh no, we're we just have a lot of love for each other, just randomly kiss. I mean that that seems like Yeah, sometimes uh, we still hook up. Like say it. Yeah. Say I mean say the quiet I mean, just, part out loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> we have look, a lot of love for each other. We still sleep together. It's fine. You guys are adults consenting and hopefully both are single. Like if you're single and you know, have that kind of connection with somebody and you rekindle that, even if it is just non-committal for funsies, whatever, like that's, that's fine. Right. But like, yeah, don't, but don't lie to us. Oh, no. we just, we're still friends. Yeah. I don't make out with my friends, guys. No, you don't. Now, Sean Mendez re- denied uh, last month that he was dating Sabrina Carpenter. Now, nothing about okay. the, the carp, the, uh, the, the chiropractor he was dating, but or allegedly dating or not dating. I don't know. You know what? At that point, maybe it was just rebound city for Sean Mendes these last couple of years. Could have been. Say with, with Camila Cabello. I mean, yeah, look, if you say your friends, cool, but yeah, you don't, you don't kiss and grind on your friends. At least I never yeah. did anyway, but you know what? Then again, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's a whole new, whole new time. I don't know. That's that's like the the old old man Joe coming out. We didn't do that back in my day. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, yeah. Line, look, if if they are like cool, you know, hey, sometimes we hook up. We're we're not in a relationship. We just need to do whatever we need to do, and then you know, I don't know. Yeah, and also I feel like we're feeding right into the monster because one or both of them probably has new music coming out. And they're probably like, hey, you're working on your album. I'm working on mine. Let's stir up some rumors. Let's go to Coachella together, get a little drunk, and do our thing. 
Yep. And Senorita, and Senorita Part Two. It, exactly. I, I and I'm I am willing to bet. I'm willing to bet because because I felt not? like their relationship in the beginning was a PR stunt. I felt like everything they did was just like for views, for tweets, you know, to get the rumor mill running. So their music went like their relevance increased. So yeah. I, I think that that's just what this is. This is just round two. <laughs> no, we'll find out. We'll, we'll keep Maybe I'm just one. being cynical. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, another cup or another potential couple spotted at Coachella was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Arena Shake. You know Arena Shake because she dated Bradley Cooper, and then of course they they have a they have a daughter together. Hang on um, a second. Hang on a second. This cannot be true. This cannot be true because Arena Shake is thirty seven years old. Leo does not date over twenty five. <laughs> He doesn't date over twenty five. It's like it's like a thing. I don't know, but I mean, now look. I will say though that when you the photos that TMZ has, it, it almost just looks like they were they just happened to you know they just went as a group. Like it was him, Arena Shake, and then there was a uh, another model there. Her name is Estella Maxwell. I guess he's mm -hmm. a friend of DiCaprio as well. So. Of course, you know, DiCaprio being DiCaprio, I have to have make sure I have my arm candy with me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it doesn't look like you could again, the the photo is when they take photos, it it can look one way, but really it it's not. So the photos that we have of Leo's got a black cap on, he's got a mask that's under his chin, so he's really not even using it. I don't know if it's just in case. Um, yeah, it was like a, when he needs to be a little more incognito. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I mean, but anyway, but then you got Arena, which looks like she's looks like she's leaning up against him, or she's just kind of in the music. And then there's another point where you see Leon looks like he's like trying to talk to her because it's loud, obviously where they're at. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah, it I, it may just have been that they just decided to go as a group. So who knows? But I, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I don't. I don't think that it's it's a it's an actual thing between the two. No, well, th th these poor people they can't coexist. They can't have friends. They can't meet new people. I, I, they they can't do anything without us being like, are they doing it? Like it's like <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad to speculate like this. It's literally my job, so I'm gonna keep doing it. But I do feel bad because it's like, yeah, they they're probably just I don't know hanging out. But yeah, she's hot, so I mean, well, I mean, why not? It could be. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, maybe she's gonna try and break the the break the wheel. You know what? I hope she yeah, does. Date someone over twenty five. I yeah. I hope that she yeah she just blows the lid off the whole thing. Oh yeah, that would yeah. be hilarious. Date somebody that's over thirty. Take that, Leo. <laughs> Almost forty. That's incredible. 40. Yeah. <laughs> so we we'll, we will keep an eye also on that one. Please. Um, yes. So another story that broke, um, I don't know, I, American Horror Story. Now, last, was it last season we had Lady Gaga? Was that right? Um, several seasons. seasons. Several yes. seasons ago. I so think her debut like, was Hotel. Yes, that's it. Yeah. So it seems like American Horror Story, we always have somebody pop up. You know, we have oh, Lady yeah. Gaga. Um, and so over the weekend, or over the week, Kim Kardashian posted a teaser of, of of sorts that she is joining 
Emma Roberts in the upcoming season of American Horror Story. And it's going to be titled, I believe it's going to be titled Delicate. Did I get that right? I don't know. I think it's Delicate. Yes, Delicate. I'm right. Yep. So it's going to be titled Delicate. And so, yeah, Kim Kardashian is going to be in this upcoming season of American Horror Story. And I think so I right- missed last season, but I normally watch every season of American Horror Story. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Murphy said, quote, Kim is among the biggest and brightest television stars in the world, and we are thrilled to welcome her to the AHS family. Um, and I guess uh, Haley Pfeiffer has written a fun, stylish, and ultimately terrifying role, especially for Kim. And this season is ambitious and unlike anything we have ever done. No nope. offense to Kim Kardashian, but I feel like <laughs> Kim is the back when like the scream movies of 2000 like those those horror films of 2000s like what was it like they had the friday the 13th yes they had the scream films yeah it was just like the the crop toppy pretty girl that just you know is just gonna die at some point yeah she's just just gonna be the first one on film you know That's how I feel they're going to that this is how Kim's role is going to be on the show and it's just going to ruin it. You know, I think I think it's going to be the opposite because the the thing is, Ryan Murphy knows how to make. Like really beautiful people be terrifying, like they're fantastic actors, like he has an incredible cast um, that have helped, you know, make this a thing, but. I I think that we're going to be surprised by Kim's performance and her role because I think it's going to be the opposite. I think we are going to expect her to be like killed off in the first couple episodes or or something of, to that nature where she's just kind of like the bimbo or whatever and she's there to be kind of parodied or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I don't think so. I think and I think she showed off her acting chops on SNL enough to get her noticed to do stuff like this. Cause I think this right. is the perfect opportunity for her to make a debut of this nature. Cause the only other acting gig that she's had was, um, voice acting. She did a, a voice, voice. Oh yeah. Actor spot for like did, Paw Patrol, the movie or something. Yeah. Didn't she also show up in like one of those like off brand, like, uh, scary movies or one of those, like. She's probably played films. herself. At some yeah. point and stuff like that. But like this is, I think she's going to be, I mean, look at Gaga. I mean, when when Gaga was introduced to the AHS team, like it's Gaga. So I was expecting her to be like the big bad, you know? Like mm-hmm. I was expecting her to be like a bad guy or like a creepy character because it's Lady Gaga. But I think that we might be doing the same thing with Kim Kardashian and it's going to be like shocking. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe I will be surprised. I mean, look, I'll I'll probably watch clips. I, I look, I'll be yeah. honest. Don't watch American Horror Story. I don't do the horror thing. But when I when I saw that, I'm I was just kind of like, uh, <laughs> okay. Like like there was no one else. But but again, you know what? Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe she will surprise us all, and it'll be good. We'll have to I'll be watching it, yeah. so I'll let you know. Okay. Good. Well, when season 12 comes out, you let us know if you are pro Kim or please someone kill Kim's character. You got it. Okay. All right. Uh, Another story that came out 
uh, Esquire did a did a story on Pedro Pascal, and I'll tell you what, Pedro Pascal. I mean, he's he's everybody's <laughs> daddy. <laughs> Say yeah, it. yeah, yeah. He's his daddy. <laughs> you got it. Everybody, everybody wants Pedro Pascal to be the daddy. I got. And, and you know what's funny is he actually just like just. Yep, that's me. Like he just accepts yeah, yes. it. He he rolls with it. He gets it. Whatever you know. And but you can't. But the guy is just so cool. You know. Like, oh yeah. Obviously, you saw him in Game of Thrones, and then of course he's the Mandalorian. He's Joel in The Last of Us. Um, Narco. I mean, just all these different shows that he's been a part of now. Um, but they talked about his early career, and so. If you didn't know this, Pedro Pascal and Sarah Paulson are really good friends. And they actually also talked to Sarah during the interview. And so they talked about how they met each other in New York City. Um, it, she says that we would go to see movies all the time when they were, when they were living in New York City. This is around 93. And so he decided to move to L.A. to try to get some roles. Like he landed some roles in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Touched by an Angel, and just – it wasn't enough. And yeah. so he moved back to New York in 2000. And so he, you know, was trying to get work and such. And Sarah was like, look, I want you to succeed. And so she said that. And, and, and Pedro talks about this too, mm-hmm. that, you know, she financially kind of helped him out for those years while he was struggling. And she's just like, look, I mean, he is just, she says, you just want him to succeed. And that to me, I feel like is the sign of a major movie star. That's what she says in the interview. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that is so cool. And, and so you do, I mean, you you see Pedro Pascal now it's like, Oh, I got to go see that. I mean, look, he's, he's magnificent as the Mandalorian. If you, if you didn't see the last of us, you're missing out. I played the game and even my wife was like, I mean, you, you you see Joel on the game, and you see Pedro Pascal as Joel, and you're just like, wow. I mean, he he gets it. And you've seen him in interviews, and he's like one of the most fun guys ever. Oh, yeah. You know, he, he gives me um, Henry Cavill vibes. Yeah. Like, like Henry Cavill, I, I admire him so much because he seems so down-to-earth and humble and, like, open and proud about having, um, like, his nerdy likes and um hobbies like you know he he loves video games he loves um like D D. like he he loves like a lot of these like nerdy franchises which i mean he, he was superman like he's you know what i mean like he's been really open and honest about being kind of a nerd and pedro's the same way so it's like they both seem so humble so genuine so true it just mm-hmm. it just I, it just doesn't feel like like they've lost touch with reality. You know, I mean, we just talked about Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio does not give me in touch with reality vibes. No. But these guys do. And I I yeah. love Pedro Pascal. And in fact, I I mean, I told you The Last of Us had me in such a chokehold. I've never played the games, didn't know anything about it. I got like a little crash course before we started the show. And as from a friend who does play the games, and he was in awe every episode. He's like, he is. He is the like he is the character, like yeah. Joel. He just is, and it's just because he's that good. He's just that talented. And Sarah saw that from the beginning. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. And she was financially supporting him. Right. 
Because I mean, like she said, you want him to succeed, and that's and that, and I think that's how everyone feels about Pedro Pascal. Yeah. You know, he's just like you. You want to? You're right. He's one of those guys that's grounded in reality as a as a as an actor, and I mean, he's not like shoved in your face constantly, but you know, if you like Pedro, you you get to see some things that he does, and he's not just constantly in your face. It's not. It's not like you said done up to to make it seem one way when it's really. It's just yeah, he's just your typical regular guy, but he's one of Hollywood's biggest stars. And he just has an air of gratitude about him. And maybe that is because he struggled so much in the beginning. I feel like every time he's doing an interview, he's just genuinely giddy and happy and overjoyed to be there. Like, it seems like every time he sits down for an interview or is even on the red carpet, like, most of these people are just like, yes, I'm always here. Like, I was here last week and last month, and I do this all the time. Pedro's like, oh, my God, look at the lights. <laughs> The, the carpet, oh, yeah. it's actually red. Like, he just gives you those kind of, like, I'm so happy to be here. Every single time. Yeah. And he's and he's very appreciative. This is about to become the, the Pedro, Shiler Loves Pedro Pascal show, so <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> okay. Well, let's move on to our was story. Um, oh, no. and, and this was definitely a, a what? Because if this is actually true, this this is almost like we need to have the Diane Sawyer interview. We need to have, you know, the the whole story. This almost has to be like a, a, a mini series in a way, like a mini series documentary of these two. So Matthew McConaughey was on Kelly Ripa's podcast, which is called Let's Talk Off Camera. And so basically Woody reveals that there's a chance that that. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson might be brothers. What? Yes. How? Uh, exactly. So here's the somebody's thing. Somebody's mom is about to get outed. <laughs> so here's, I mean, and, and so, okay, so Woody's dad, um, his, uh, he died in 2007. That's, his name is Charles. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, he says, Quote, where I start and where Woody ends and where he starts and I end has always been like a murky line. He says, my kids call him Uncle Woody. His kids call me Uncle Matthew. And, and you see pictures of us and my family take a lot of pictures of him and me. His family thinks a lot of pictures of me or him. And if you look at him, I mean, you, you, there, I'm looking at a photo of Woody and 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 Matthew together. And you can you, you look and, you're, and you kind of go, you know what, that they could very well be. Now, obviously, Matthew has luscious hair, and well, Woody doesn't. So here's the thing: is Matthew's mom dropped a bomb bombshell on him that she knew Woody Harrelson's dad. Oh, which, which who was a who was a convicted hitman? Holy crap! Are you kidding me? So here, here's, here is what Matthew says during the podcast. In Greece a few years ago, we're sitting around talking about how close we are in our families. My mom is there, and she says, Woody, I knew your dad. Everyone was aware of the ellipses that my mom left after new. I, it was a loaded K-N-E-W. Oh, no. And so Matthew goes on. We went, went to unpack that. We went to unpack what this new meant and did some math and found out that Woody's dad was on furlough at the time, that my mom and dad were in their second divorce. 
Oh no. Then there's possible receipts in places out in West Texas where there might have been a gathering or a meeting or a new moment. Oh no. So yeah. Can you so imagine no, like sitting down having that conversation with your best friend and your mom? Yes. <laughs> your mom just out of nowhere is like, you know what? I used to know your dad. <laughs> like, mom, yes. come on. So here's the thing is, is, is he goes, look, he wants to do a DNA test, but it's hard. He says, quote, it's a little harder for me because he's asking me to take a chance to go. Wait a minute. You're telling me my dad may not be my dad after 53 years of believing that? So going on oh, this whole yeah. this whole time thinking that this one person was your dad when now there's a possibility that hey, he may not be your blood dad, may not be your biological father. But hey, you got Woody Harrelson as a half-brother, possibly. You know, that's, man. I know. And so... You know, my dad is adopted, so like... I have I've had to go through like the 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 DNA tests and stuff like that. Like he knew young that he was adopted and that his parents weren't his biological parents. So he didn't have like that trauma of being like what? My my parents aren't my real parents. That would be especially a fit yeah, like you said 53 years. It's like that would be Mhm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm a firm believer that that adoptive parents, biological parents, like it doesn't matter. Like whoever you consider your parent to be is your parent. It DNA has less to do with it than we make a big deal about. I mean, yeah. it makes a big deal, you know, in terms of genetics and stuff, but yeah. Like there's you there's no re replacing, you know, being your, you know, having your dad for your whole life whether DNA was involved or not. Yeah. He's the, he's the one that raised you. Exactly. Now, Woody 61 Matthew's 53, so obviously Woody would potentially be older half-brother. But just to, you know, this guy that you've hung out with most of your life, they're both from Texas, um, to then realize that you're just talking with your mom is like, oh, yeah, I knew your dad. Oh, how did you know his dad? You know, uh. you, you start to question. And so I'm looking at this photo now that we – possibly have this information of of matthew mcconaughey and woody harrelson together like the jaw like they have like the little like indentations in their cheeks around their around their mouth they both have that eye color is a little different noses look pretty similar i mean you kind of wonder like ah, yeah, this boss i mean some of the features are there that it could possibly be I don't know. I gotta look it up. I gotta look up the pictures. Hang on. Sorry. Now I gotta now I gotta look up a picture of uh, of Charles Harrelson. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Right? Great. Right? Oh, the jaw. Yes. I always thought that. Oh no, 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 no. Although if I was Woody, I'd be pissed. Matthew McConaughey is a lot better looking than Woody Harrelson. <laughs> I love him. I love Woody Harrelson, but I mean, let's yeah. be real. Like that would be like me finding out that like Kylie yeah, Jenner yeah. is my half sister. I'd be like, now this is not fair. Now I'm looking at a mugshot of of Charles Harrelson, Woody's <laughs> dad. 
Oh no. Uh, from 19, 1960. And you know, you, you kind of look and you, you can maybe kind of see a younger Matthew McConaughey in there. Oh Man. No. I don't know. You're that right. Is, that is just oh. I mean he yeah, in his older pictures, he looks more like Woody, but you're I think you're right. I think younger there is a yeah. st- there is a a similarity. I won't say resemblance. A similarity. Yeah, a similarity, yeah. So who knows? I mean, look, let's let's do it. Let's let let's get a lot of juice behind this. Let's get Diane Sawyer on this, whoever we need to get on this to have this happen. Let let's document it. Let's have come the, on. The we ABC. gotta give it to Springer, don't we? It's a DNA test. It's got to be Springer. Are you the brother? (laughs) I mean, whoever we got to get to get this to be like a two-part series of the family histories, how we found out that there's the possibility. We go in for the DNA test. You know, we get to hear how Woody and and, and, uh, Matthew are feeling about it. And then part two, the the reveal. Are they actually related or not? And Let's I know that it. these guys are already movie stars, but like this is a movie. Like this could be a, the plot of oh, a movie. You know what? And if it is, oh, hey. turn it, turn it into a comedy. Do it. Oh, absolutely. Based on the true story, they play themselves. <laughs> that would be great. Oh, I mean, but like, are you kidding me? That like um, this does sound like a right movie now. script. <laughs> Give them all the awards. <laughs> best supporting actor, best actor, best picture, best director, whoever we got to get. Make <laughs> this into a comedy based on the true story. I mean, you know, do it up a little bit. That's how we do based on the true stories. It's not like for real what, you know, everything happened. I mean, let's glorify it up a little bit. But, oh, anyway, box office records will be broken. Oh, for sure. If I mean, we I'm sorry. Get people back a to hit theater man? now. This will. Yeah, exactly. He's he's a he was a hitman, oh, notorious, yeah. and then his yeah. sons, potentially his sons plural, <laughs> became movie stars. Right. You know, Are you joking? Let's, well, let's get someone to play McConaughey. You know, we'll, we'll kind of have flashbacks of young. Oh, for Charles sure. Harrelson and and you know a younger version of of Matthew McConaughey's mom and just maybe how it all went down. I and mean, we, we don't need to see everything, how it all went down, but like, you know, the, <laughs> how they met up. Yeah. Someone why played, they met up. Yeah. Yeah. Someone play like, you know, a young Matthew McConaughey at that time. Oh, that oh, would yeah. be cool. You know, Matthew, that would be cool. Woody hanging out and then how they realize like, Oh my God, we're, we're you know, it's almost like stepbrothers. With it is kind of like stepbrothers. But actually, the backwards call it half brothers. Call it half brothers. Boom. Oh we my god. Movie. And Will Ferrell has to be involved somehow. Like oh, he needs to be like a sure. writer, executive producer. <laughs> yeah, this is a Seth Rogen film for sure. <laughs> oh yes, you know, get John C. Riley too while we're at it. Oh, oh yeah, just no, stack it up. Cameo. You have those two meeting up with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley at some point, like during the time Step Brothers is out. Oh, for sure. And they somehow like joke about being stepbrothers and half brothers. And it's like fast forward, you know, 13 <laughs> years. Oh, it might actually be half brothers. Oh, yikes. 
I want to see it. I, I want. I know it's it's a concept, but I want it. I want it to happen. Just just make it happen. Let's get the, let, let's get the DNA test out there, and then boom, like you said, get get whoever we need to get to film this thing, to make this into a movie, a, a comedy, do it. Yes. And you know what? Put put Kate Hudson in the film too, because it is Matthew McConaughey. So put Kate Hudson somewhere in the oh. film. Yeah. Because. It's just not a Matthew McConaughey movie without Kate Hudson. It's so true. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast, where we recap and discuss some of the big entertainment news and gossip from the week. You can catch up with all of it on previous episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe, too, so you know when we drop those new episodes every Tuesday. For Shyler, I'm Joe from B1029. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>